Good afternoon, and welcome to Caregivers Speak. I'm Marjorie Pepstein, that's your host, and I'm here to uh, welcome a wonderful guest, Deborah Schaus. Schaus, that's right, isn't it, Deborah? That is correct. Okay, great. Uh, we're going to be talking today about connecting in the land of dementia, creative activities to explore together with your loved one. And I'm so excited about this show. Um, I represent MyCaregivingCoach.com and my partner website, eCareDiary.com, who are the sponsors of this show. And we're so delighted to welcome Deborah and, and to introduce her to all of you out there. She's a writer, a speaker, an editor, and a dementia advocate. She has an MBA, but she uses it only in emergencies. Now, Deborah, I have to say, that's one of the best lines I've ever seen. <laughs> and I hope no emergency comes up during this conversation. <laughs> oh, her writing has appeared in a variety of publications, including the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, the Chicago Tribune, and Women's Day. Deborah's been featured in many anthologies, including more than four dozen chicken soup books, which I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with. She's published several business books, is the co-author of Antiquing for Dummies, and was a columnist for the Kansas City Star. Her newest book, Connecting in the Land of Dementia, Creative Activities to Explore Together, features dozens of experts in the field of creativity and dementia. And these innovators uh, share ideas that engage the creative spirit so care partners and people living with dementia can continue to experience meaningful moments of connecting. And I'm so glad you put that into your bio, Deborah. Meaningful moments of connecting. To me, that's where the arts and creativity really, really shine and uh, give us the purpose that we all look for. Um, Deborah and her partner, Ron Zoglin, raised more than $80,000 for Alzheimer's programs by donating all the proceeds from her initially self-published book, Love in the Land of Dementia, Finding Hope in the Caregiver's Journey. Um, in dementia-based nonprofits, Central Recovery Press has since published an updated version of Love in the Land, so I encourage you all to look for that. Um, and to learn more about Deborah and her work, just go to DementiaJourney.org and you'll find out all about her. And so, Deborah, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Marjorie. I'm just so excited to be here sharing this information with you and your listeners. So I love the titles of your book. So what inspired you to write this present book, this current book? Well, you hit upon it when you said meaningful moments of connection. And when my mom was living with dementia, after I got through my initial period of grief and confusion, I made a vow I wanted to stay connected with her throughout the journey and to look for the gifts and blessings. And so those meaningful moments of connection became very important to me and to my father during that time. And when my mom was no longer with us, I was still very interested in um, the whole dementia journey. And I became began seeking out what are some things maybe I had intuited but not known enough 
different ways to stay connected. And one of the great things I've learned is that even when the rational mind is not functioning quite as well, creativity and imagination can flourish. You know, what a, what a great point. Um, as you know and others of our listeners know, I've written uh, as well, and it was stimulated by my experience. And so I would just say to all of you listeners out there, if you're moved toward writing about, you think, well, I'll never publish anything, but I'd just like to write about how I'm feeling. Deborah and I are here to encourage you to do just that. It is really an eye-opening thing, as Deborah points out. So tell us about your process. Tell us about what that process was like in writing this book. And I suspect you'll be... um, you'll give our our listeners a lot to think about. Well, with um, Connecting in the Land of Dementia, it started out with a magazine article I was writing. I had proposed, I'd wanted to write something about the music and memory program that helps people living with dementia just reconnect with themselves in such a profound and simple way through music. And when I pitched the article, they said, well, what else is going on in this field? And I started researching. And so that process led me from one person to another, and I made a vow when I started. I was going to talk to everyone. It was a grand experience talking to all these compassionate, creative, insightful people who were working with those who are living with dementia. And I really enjoyed it. Oh, I can imagine. And so... Um, what did what did you learn? What were some? Of the, I mean, you learned a lot. Obviously, you've written a whole book and probably have lots more yes. to But tell, give us some high points about what you learned about creativity and dementia. Well, one just an overview, Marjorie. That you know how you know something, but when it becomes deeper when you hear it from more people. I learned how much we are all alike. I learned that. We all want to have a life of purpose, of meaning. We all want to have meaningful relationships. We all want to have fun. We want to learn new things. And that does not change when you're living with dementia. And that was so powerful for me to have that affirmed in so many different ways. Some of the very fun things. Here's a very fun thing I learned. One of my first interviews was with Dr. Madan Kataria from Mumbai, India. He is the founder of Laughter Yoga. And so we Skyped, and I, and I was kind of nervous because I was talking to a doctor, and I had all my notes, and I wanted him to know I was a serious journalist on a serious mission. And so I was very surprised when within three minutes of our conversation, I was laughing. And I want to tell you real quickly how that happened because he said, Deborah, do you know the ha-ha chorus? And I said, no, Dr. Kataria, I don't. And Dr. Kataria says, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) And he keeps singing, and it makes you laugh. And so this is one of the great tips I got in writing this book, The Power of Laughter, how fake laughter, laughter that you make happen, is every bit as beneficial as natural laughter, and the benefits include boosting your immune system and increasing social awareness and, of course, your feelings of happiness. And I learned a lot of different tips to bring extra laughter into your daily life. That, that's just, you know, and the thing that strikes me is that 
all of this that we've been talking about is in so many ways it's profound, but it's incredibly simple. There's a simplicity to this. That's right. I think it's things we intuitively know on some level, and then this just makes it concrete so that um, the book is set up so that any of us can do any of these activities because these experts have graciously helped me take their ideas and break them into small, doable bits so we can all sit down and, and do some of this. So that was just one really marvelous idea. Another one, again, just what you described, simple yet profound, is adding singing into your everyday life. And there is a study from Finland now that measures how beneficial singing is to both people. And that's what I really love. Things, these, most of these things benefit the care partner and the person who's living with dementia. So even those of us who don't have a great voice, if we don't remember the words, it doesn't matter. Humming invites people in. And so just singing while you're getting someone dressed or while you're making a meal together um, adds to your um, happiness together. That's fantastic. And um, Yes, I've experienced somewhat that, um, and so I can affirm that as well for our listeners. Um, now, I have to say that Deborah gave me a, a few questions, and this is one of the prepared questions she said, asked me to ask. And I love this word because this is how the question goes. It says, how will dipping into this book help caregivers? And so I just love that word because it suggests you can open it up and you can start anywhere. You can go. You, it's not like starting on page one and having to go through it page by page. So tell us about this dipping into your book, Deborah. Well, I will because as a former family care partner, I really understand how busy that is and how much uh, stress that puts on a person. And I didn't want my book to add any stress. I wanted it to bring joy and relief and ideas to people. So the, every idea is short. You can just open the book to an idea that appeals to you. And what I love about this, as I said, it is beneficial for both people. So in the beginning of the book, it talks about what is a good activity. It's something that's meaningful to both of us, that doesn't have a time pressure on it, that we don't care about the results, the process is the fun part of it, and that we think both people will enjoy doing. And there are so many different options in there. So you can tailor this to what your person is already interested in, or I'm hearing from people that they're trying new things, and that is very marvelous. So I like, I like that because I think a big question, like a friend of mine you know, said, I am so happy to have these ideas because when my husband was diagnosed with dementia, my first thought is, what are we going to do all day? And so this gives a lot of different ideas for some things that can keep us all active and engaged. Right. And so you're suggesting that if, uh, you know, my loved one likes moving around a lot, really likes to kind of dance, was a square dancer maybe, that that's where I'd start. I would start in some area, movement and dance, before I move on to maybe something like poetry that he professes never to have liked. 
<laughs> is that is that the idea? Sure. Yeah, I think it, and intuition is a really big part of this. It's like where where do you feel like trying something? And there's no way to make a mistake. If something doesn't work that day, then move on to something else and try it another day. Fantastic. So tell our audience, um, what are the arts, the expressive arts that this book covers? Give us a the list of possibilities. I will. Well, first of all, art, both looking at art and creating art. Music, both listening to music, making music are part of this. Selecting favorite songs, gardening, Keeping connected with the outdoors is an important part of the book. Uh, Creating with flowers, cooking together, something we all do that brings up a lot of interesting memories as we spend time in the kitchen together. We have a section on technology and how to make the best use of technology to ease your time together. We have a movement and dance section. We have a storytelling and poetry section. And I'm going to go back to something you said at the beginning, Marjorie, about how lovely it is to share your story if you have a passion for that as a caregiver. And I think that is one of the great form of advocacy is each of us sharing our story so people really understand um, the gifts and the blessings you get when you're on such a journey. It's also great to invite uh, the person living with dementia to share their stories in a fun and creative way, and so that is part of the book as well. So there are lots and lots of different things to choose from. Uh, You just made me think of something else, too, that I'm sure is a benefit, and that is that the, the the sheer empowerment and feelings of worthiness and dignity that you both feel. Because I think sometimes we can look at a loved one who may have dementia and think that they are losing all capability. When in fact, that is very far from the truth. And this kind of work, the exercises in your work, really help people regain that sense of, oh, my loved one is still uh, with me in, in many ways. You're, you're so right. And many of these um, ideas can be given to a higher sense of purpose. Cooking is one example where I always feel really great if I cook someone a meal. I feel proud of myself. And um, so... Here's a way to give back to people, is if you're part of creating a meal. And I had a story that happened with me and my mom when I figured out my mom could no longer really cook on her own. But she could sit at the dining room table with me and be a sous chef and chop vegetables and um, cut up fruit for salads. And so we could still spend Thanksgiving um, preparing food together. And when we had our, we're all sitting around the table and having a meal and somebody asked me, who made this meal? And I said, well, my brother was the main chef and mom and I were the sous chefs. My mom is sitting next to me and she looked over and she said, did I help with the meal? And I said, yes, mom, you helped. And she said, that's good. I like to help. And 
It was such a sweet exchange. But there is an example of a simple way that you can, you know, give back to other people. Uh, Arranging flowers is another way. Harvesting garden fruits and vegetables. There's so many different ideas so you can keep that sense of purpose and meaning going. Fantastic. So I want to know, what is the biggest surprise you discovered about yourself or about creativity or whatever while you were in the process of writing this? And uh, so tell us, what was a big surprise? Well, I think for me, the breadth of creativity possible uh, throughout the dementia journey was just lovely to behold, and that there are so many creative ways that even when a person appears to be not paying attention, that you can still connect with them through a puppetry with one therapeutic puppetry was a surprise to me that a lot of times people will respond to a puppet when they're maybe not in the mood to respond to a person. And um, I got to see this firsthand when I visited Veronica Kandinska, who's a person who uses this form in a in a facility, care facility, in the way the puppet went around with her and chatted with people. And people were bright and shiny with the puppet. And then they kind of closed down after the puppet left. And then when he came back a second time, they were open. So that was an eye-opener for me. The different kinds of arts and how you can kind of help someone ease into painting if they're not in the mood, you can lay their hand on top of yours if you're starting to paint so they can feel what that's like. And oftentimes when you do that, they will then later want to take the brush. That was eye-opening to me. Mm-hmm. And, and and the different – and love. <laughs> the book is filled with love because it's stories from family, care partners, and experts both. So, as you know, the love that comes from family care partners is so beautiful. And um, there's many stories in the book that are just love stories that have activities in them. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What a wonderful answer. And, you know, you remind us all that you just put a toe in the water that – you know, never are we suggesting the creativity. You just jump right in and paint a picture or dance a dance or even sing a complete song. But but rather, it's sort of like a priming of the pump, you know, the the, the little bit at a time. And then it, it, it engages that person into the activity. So thank you for giving that wonderful, you know, descriptive answer. So... So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, obviously caregivers would really benefit from reading this book, and there are many of those in our audience today, but beyond caregivers, who's going to most benefit from reading this book? Um, I would say anybody who wants to connect with someone who's living with dementia will benefit from this book. One thing I know 
from a lot of times people call me and talk to me when they have a relative who's diagnosed with dementia. And there's sort of um, an awkwardness of fear in that people sometimes feel as maybe the person changes, they don't know what to do or say. This book is a lovely tool to have. So when you go to visit, you can have a couple things planned to do, as long as you're willing to let go of your plans if the person isn't in the mood, you know, or to amend them. But you have something to offer, mm-hmm. and you have a common ground, something common you can do together. Um, so I think for anybody, um, professional care partners, family care partners, social workers, hospice, we're getting ready to give a workshop to hospice volunteers, it's just a comfort to have ideas. I know I, one way I've been using some of the ideas in the book is with an old acquaintance of mine from high school who's living with dementia, and we reconnected because of that. She is far away, so we have a telephone relationship, and we've been reciting poetry together in um, kind of Gary Glasner's uh, Alzheimer's oh, Poetry yeah. Project style, where it's call and response. So I say, once upon a midnight dreary, and she repeats, once upon a midnight dreary, repeat it together. That has been a lovely thing, to be doing over the phone together. I love that idea. That is a terrific idea. Um, I was also thinking of faith communities. You know, there are so many oh, yes. communities who um, are looking for ways that are beneficial uh, that people can try, say, at church or synagogue, or and they try in a group, and then they can go home and try them with their loved ones. And it, your book would be perfect for that. You're absolutely right. And for me, I think it just helps. We all have times we feel awkward, and it makes us not want to go visit. <laughs> you know, right. and, and, and so we... And and that's harmful for everyone. For ourselves, we lose out on that person's company, and they lose out on our company. So for me, this is a bridge that um, helps us because there's increasingly research is showing that arts activities are good for maintaining cognitive balance. And so it's good for everyone, and it's just plain old fun to do something creative together. Exactly. It, you know, the point about I have gone to visit friends in the hospital, and even if they, you know, had didn't have memory loss, you know, you sort of sit there and look at each other. I mean, there is a pot you know, right. that happens. And so to uh, do something that's kind of fun and creative would certainly more purposefully fill the time. And so I love that idea as well. Um, I, I when want... I- you know, go go ahead in a, in a moment or two, and then because I've got another big question to ask you before our time. Okay, I was going to tell you one of the very simple things I've been doing with another friend who's living with dementia is I'm taking um, some colored markers with me, and we're doing um, an art project together. So I make a line, and she makes a line, and we're just taking turns making lines and talking while we're making lines. And if we, she doesn't feel like talking, then we make lines together, and we have a lovely, interesting piece of art when we're done. So that's something really portable, easy, and fun to do for really with anyone. 
That's great. That, and then some, those are always the best, to be able to carry with you wherever you want and to be able to do it simply and fun. And So the title of your book, I just want to find out about this. I love it. Uh, land, the Land of Dementia is what your book refers to. Tell us um, why, what inspired this metaphor for you. I will tell you because um, it was started by my unwillingness to accept that my mother was living with dementia. In the beginning, I kept trying to, like, drag her back into reality. (laughs) And so when I finally, you know, figured out, oh, why don't I appreciate her just as she is? Why don't I journey to the land of dementia where she is and meet her there? It was so much better for both of us. And so I do think that is really something key. For me, it was a little bit of a process, as I'm sure it is for many family care partners, to go through to just give my mom the respect and honor that any of us would want, which is appreciating her just as she is. It's what we all want. And uh, once I did that, it was so much more connective for the two of us. Terrific. Again, for our audience, the name of uh, Deborah Schuess's book is, her, her newest book, is Connecting in the Land of Dementia, Creative Activities to Explore Together. Um, and Deborah's uh, website is dementiajourney.org. I do have one more question that I think will um, conclude our show today, and that is, you know, this is the big picture question what would you like to see happen as a result of your book? What would you like to see happen for all those families out there? I would just like for people to feel connected throughout their journey, care partners and people living with dementia. I would like for people to feel a sense of joy and excitement and fulfillment. And I would also like to help reduce the the social stigma that sometimes happens in our um, communities, in our country, around people who are living with dementia, to see them as the creative and fascinating people that they are. Great. And for those, and by the way, I was one of those who was in denial um, with a loved one, and I really do like your metaphor that you're connecting in the land of dementia, and um, and that that's a good place to be because it's uh, um, working with your loved one where they can and want to be worked with. So, Deborah Shoes, thank you, thank you so much for coming on today. Is there anything that I have not asked that you would like to tell our audience? Well, what a beautiful question. Well, first of all, thank you for a beautiful interview. And I'm going to circle around to the very beginning where you really encouraged your listeners, if you have a a story to share, for me, if you have things you've been doing creatively with someone living with dementia, I'd love to learn from you. I think the way we all make the world a better place bit by bit is by sharing our ideas and stories with each other. And so I'd like to add to Marjorie's encouragement to share your stories with others. Terrific. Thank you so much. We'll have you on again. You're a delight. I want to remind our listeners 
that there will be a short show archive as always. It should be up on both mycaregivingcoach.com and ecarediary.com. That's something you can encourage your friends to listen to if you know they didn't listen to the show today or that you would want to listen back to all the wonderful examples that Deborah gave us. Um, so do look for that on both websites. And again, thank you, Deborah Shoes. Thank you, listeners. The, the name of the book is, and I just love saying it, Connecting in the Land of Dementia, Create Ac- Creative Activities to Explore Together. Have a good day, everyone. Bye.